the Minister of Health here in the province of Ontario announced that they would be doing a uh, major study. They have asked hospitals to get back to them with any incident of um, vaping-related illness. And they're studying this, and then they're going to, um, by talking with experts, figure out what they're going to do to protect your kids from vaping. Well, our next guest, Daryl Tempest, is executive director of Canadian Vaping Association. He wants to take this even further. He joins the show right now. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So the Canadian Vaping Association, can you give us some background on who you are? Absolutely. Uh, We're a non-for-profit organization that was established in 2014 to work with governments on uh, regulation as it relates to e-liquid vaping and vaping products. Okay, so yesterday Canada confirmed its first case of vaping-related illness uh, in London. It was a young person. Um, This only adds to the storyline that's going on in the States where they've got uh, numerous cases, uh, almost 400 cases now of confirmed vaping-related illness. And I was calling for something uh, yesterday on the air that I think that the government could have gone a little bit farther. They could have followed uh, New York City, uh, Michigan, and decided to ban the sale of nicotine e-liquid flavored vape products. Uh, Is that what you're calling for now from the federal government? Not at all. Uh, when it comes to the flavors, uh, flavors have very much been miscast here. So they've been available, thousands of these products have been available for a decade without youth uptake. Where the challenges come is as we've gone through regulation at a federal level, the sales channels have opened. So rather than adult-only access product vape shops that have been around for years, IDing and serving adults only and educating adults on nicotine e-liquid, Right, which is a very specific definition here, that what we've seen is that that has led to opening of the channels, which has led to youth uptake. So it's only been since 2018 that we've seen mass experimentation uh, by youth. But you don't think that has anything to do with the fact that they now have flavored uh, vaping products, flavored liquids that are obviously marketed to kids? These products that you're seeing are actually um, uh, have very limited flavor profiles. Hmm. Um, they're nowhere in uh, with the adult uh, uh, market, which has, like I said, thousands of flavors. Uh, the youth uptake has come in these types of products that are available in convenience stores and gas stations um, that are limited in their flavor profile, but have um, put far more access to these products across the nation. Um, the introduction of those products in, in the uh, spring and, and uh, summer of 2018 correlate perfectly with youth uptake. It has nothing to do with the flavors that have been available for decades. Okay, so what are you calling on the federal government to do? So we're calling on the federal government, uh, and we've been calling on uh, for almost a whole year to ban um, the uh, the advertising of these products uh, throughout the country, that we're asking that these products are available in age of majority stores only. You have to be an adult to get into these stores. And any e-commerce or online sales must be delivered via an age verification platform. Many of the products that are causing the issues in the States, um, these THC tanks, for example, are widely available on the Internet. Anyone can just buy them and get them. We need to really heavily regulate this. So we've asked uh, the federal government to remove these from these stores now, immediately. 
So uh, you don't want them in any um, convenience store or gas station. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Or unregulated head shops or any of these types of environments here in Ontario um, under the uh, Smoke on Free, uh, uh, Smoke uh, Free Ontario Act, you have product vape shops where their sales need to be 85% um, or more of e-liquid nicotine vaping products and these folks have the expertise to be able to actually detail a consumer and make sure that these adults who are smokers get the information they need because smoking is or uh, vaping is 95 percent safer according to the royal college of physicians at least uh, to combustible uh, tobacco for smokers for smokers this is only meant for smokers so you're looking at it from the perspective of vaping should be used as a cigarette cessation tool as a harm reduction tool and where we're concerned is that uh, if you put a ban on flavors and 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 you miscast this and 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 um what we're it's going to have two results is one is we're going to drive people who've already made the switch to this less harmful platform to a black market for products they don't know where they're getting and going to the illicit black market or back to combustible tobacco, which we know what the net impact is for smokers, is that one in two users die. What, do you, what response are you getting from the government? Because you said you've been asking the feds about this for over a year to restrict the age of, of uh, to uh, the age to, um, let me just see if the I get this right. Majority, yeah, yeah. Age of majority access shop. Uh, we have not yet uh, uh, received a uh, formal response from the uh, federal government on this request. You also want a national brand-specific advertising ban and mandating e-commercial and online sales must be delivered via age verification platform, like when you buy pot online. Exactly. Uh, or you buy alcohol online. Uh, and specifically, even with uh, products that are coming in um, uh, from Europe or from overseas, that they must also um, uh, be held accountable to these uh, same sort of regulations. Um, the, we want to keep these products out of the hands of youth. I think one of the, the easiest yep. ways to keep it out of the hands of youth, I mean, because we used to go into the LCBO or you'd get ways, find ways to get whatever you wanted when you were underage, right? Yeah. Um, is to make it not as appealing to them. So, I mean, I just want to bring it back to the flavors for a second, just, to, you know, because you're in the know. How do we have a lot of adults buying like cotton candy flavored vape juice? Yeah, uh, probably well over uh well over 90%. 90% of vapors are doing cotton candy? Well, not that specific. Yeah, that's what I want to stick with, those flavors. Like, what does an adult usually go to? for? If I were to come into your vape shop... Very much fruit flavors um, is uh, probably the largest category. Um, And you'll find all kinds of of naming conventions, right, which will give you uh, different types of flavor profiles. I think what the, the, the key to understand when it... When it comes to uh, flavors, it's, it's an important adoption rate uh, for adult smokers, right? And I keep coming back to the fact that these flavors have been available for years. Now, under the Act, Health Canada has already taken action to make sure that a lot of the naming conventions that are appealing to youth have already been addressed in the market. Was there some bad players in the market? Yes, there were. And the government took action under our current regulations to make sure that those naming conventions weren't available. Right? So it's, they've taken off. You can't use cartoon characters. You can't use uh, um, pictures of fruit, items like this, in order mm-hmm. to make sure that that's already been addressed. 
what is not going to be addressed is that if flavors are not available for adults, right, in these adult-only ex- uh, access environments, we're going to either, again, push them underground to illicit market and see the types of public health risks that we're seeing in the United States, or we're going to push them back to smoking. As someone as someone who makes their living from vaping, and there are a lot of people that do, you know, the legitimate business owners in Canada, um, are you are you happy that the health minister in the province of Ontario has come out and said we're gonna we, we're gonna get the hospitals to report back to us on any vape related illness, and we're gonna study that and then try and um, make the uh, the choose the best course of action to keep kids away from vaping. Does that actually make Very you feel com- so. confident? We've yeah, al- we've always called on public health officials to thoroughly investigate these cases, right? And really, the products involved and the circumstances surrounding them. So, what we're hearing is uh, vaping, which is being termed whether it's uh, nicotine, whether it's THC, it's all being lumped together, even though the products could not be more different. So they might look the same because they're driven by a battery, but the products in them are completely different. So if you look at what we need the investigations for is to be able to determine what is making people sick. Because after 10 years of, uh, of usage of, um, of, of vaping products for nicotine and liquid, there has not been a recorded case of uh, lung illness using those products. So as we move forward, I think it's important that they do. And the second um, um, thing that I was extremely encouraged that the health minister said is that it needs to be evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And that has been um, in the f- uh, five years of the organization uh, speaking with, with government is that that's the one criteria that we've asked everyone to, to make sure that they keep uh, at, at first of mind, right, is that it needs to be evidence-based and that this is the uh, single most successful uh, harm reduction tool as it relates to combustible tobacco, which is not only the largest killer in Canada, but it's the largest killer globally. I appreciate your time today, Daryl. Thank you very much. Have thanks, a great day. Thanks for joining us. He's the executive director of the Canadian Vaping Association, Daryl Tempest, on what they are going to be uh, calling on the federal government to do. They want restrictions. They want to stay in business. Like, there's no two ways about it. If you bought yourself into this vaping industry... Uh, now you're hearing all these stories and uh, you're thinking, well, hey, wait a minute. I've set up my business here and uh, that's not the way I see it. And it's good to hear both sides of the argument.